This is MJ. I'm an author, I'm an artist, I'm an analyzer. Find all my work at mjmunoz.com. Welcome to Swinging Through Comics. Visit mjmunoz.com slash STC for notes and links. And don't forget to subscribe, like, share, and comment to help me grow. Radiant Black, issue number three. Originally published April 21st, 2021. Uh, the writer is Kyle Higgins. Artist is Marcelo Costa. The letterer is uh, Becca Carey, and cover A was also done by Marcelo Costa. So, uh, I uh, am really surprised. I was ready to drop Radiant Black, and then I read this issue. Um, oh, I made some notes, so I'm going to go off of those, but I have, uh, I'm going to start with the bad, because I think it's good to get the negative stuff out of the way. The conflict between Marshall and Nathan feels a little contrived to me. Marshall feels as if he is specifically designed to make things harder for Nathan. It's a delicate dynamics that I find vexing. And what I mean by that is I think it could be better written or maybe I need more time to feel it out because having a quote unquote best friend who just creates trouble for you and is a jerk, uh, I don't really like it. On the other hand, how would I like it? Would I be complaining if he was a good best friend and there wasn't conflict between the two of them, but the two of them were encountering conflicts together and trying to overcome them and Nathan was just supplying, uh, or rather, uh, Marshall was just supplying Nathan with the help he needed to get through those things and giving him like another perspective in a more, you know, friendly, supportive, direct way of, hey, have you considered this? Or what about this angle? Or uh, just like, mm, I don't know how to solve this. I would do this if I were you. And then in this situation, would I think that's so? It's too chummy, chummy, too chummy, chummy. It's too friendly. And there's not enough conflict between the two of them. I don't know. Because I don't necessarily need the um, need for there to be conflict between them uh, for me to enjoy the story. Um, you know, the conflict can come from other places. I'm, I'm happy to have that. And I guess that's kind of what I'm saying is what my complaint is that the conflict isn't coming from another place it is coming between the two of them and it's uh i don't know it's just maybe it's not executed well anyway next category of stuff to talk about is the fun there were fun things in this uh flying that family to the ball game was sweet and charming it felt like something peter would do if he could uh and when i say peter i'm sure you know what peter i'm talking about um so yeah i like that moment uh, I liked the, uh, like, hey, I thought you were just one of those local heroes, like they have in Japan. I don't know if there's American local heroes. I guess, like, uh, Phoenix Jones, but he, you know, uh, for a while was operating, and he was, like, a legit vigilante. He would go out, and he would try to de-escalate uh, fights between people, but he would, I think he'd tussle. <laughs> I mean, he, he at least had body armor just in case someone did want to tussle. So, anyway, uh, if you don't know who Phoenix Jones is, look him up. Interesting, interesting fellow. Anyway. Uh, next thing that was fun was Marshall's design work. Uh, the little thing you scribbled out, you know, Mighty Morphin Lawsuit and uh, the darkness or darkness, whatever. I think that's an image guy. Uh, maybe Top Cow? Anyway, doesn't matter. But, like, there were some cute little comics references in there. And in that whole scene, uh, they were talking about the name, you know, what they should call, uh, you know, the power set, the, you know, whatever that Nathan has now. And they came up with Radiant Black, ultimately. Uh, but the doodles were cool and just, it was a lot of fun. Uh, I liked seeing that. Um, I don't know, that different creative side of, of Marshall, uh, I found that enjoyable. And it was charming. It was one of the things that he's done that's been nice to see. And like, not sometimes people do things that are, you know, not, not 
wonderful to see but you still enjoy uh, and sometimes they do good stuff and it's not enjoyable to watch this was both a positive thing and it was enjoyable to watch so uh, that was good from him uh, and then uh, the last thing that was fun not the last thing but the last thing in this category for st fun stuff was the Chad meme coming to life uh, during Nathan's dream that made me laugh out loud it, it was a moment of real delight for me uh, so thank you for doing that I don't know if that was Marcelo or if that was Higgins idea or what uh, it was so good that uh, I pulled the title for this analysis from it. And what I ta I'm talking about, the Pat Chad scene, the Chad meme, is uh, uh, in Nathan's dream. This is spoilers for the issue, of course. You should have read it. If you didn't, too bad. Uh, he sees a caped, radiant black, which the cape on that dude looks super cool, um, burst through the w his wall and bust into his house, a la um, Willem Dafoe's Green Goblin to uh, uh, Aunt May in, you know, Spider-Man. Uh, was it 2001? Anyway, the Sam Raimi Spider-Man, the first movie. Anyway, uh, yeah, so he busts in, he pulls him out of there, and he says, you know, like, he's like, who are you? I'm something you'll never be. And then he, <laughs> uh, he pops off his mask and reveals his bearded, chiseled, harder-looking face of Nathan, another Nathan, and he says, worth breathing, and then oops, and he drops him to his death, right? And then he wakes up from his dream, his nightmare, whatever. Um, that was so enjoyable to, to see. I, I don't know why. Um, I, I wish it had been framed a little more cleanly because it's like I wanted to just caption it with like, you know, you versus the guy she tells you not to be or like uh, the amateur writer, you know, the virgin amateur writer versus the Chad author or something like that. I might still do that. Who knows? But it was just a really funny moment and, and fun. And it actually made me think like on a, a more deep perspective, like, is that something that Higgins at all would like sanction? Is that something they like? Um, or is it just a cultural touch point? Cause it's like, you don't have to condone something in order to use it, uh, to illustrate a point. Um, uh, maybe that's, you know, we, we saw, uh, Nathan chuckling at the, uh, the person with like the cat filter on them in the zoom call or whatever in a conference, like, Oh no, I'm not a cat. And but I, I think, you know what I mean? If you saw the, if you saw in the comic, you, you know about it. And if you are just alive in 2021 in America in a, you know, moderately affluent area. I, I'm sure not like, you know, blue collar suburb type place. You probably know what I'm talking about. Anyway. Uh, yeah. So, um, you know, referencing memes and modern stuff. So it's just using this stuff for cultural touchstones. I can't quite tell, but regardless, it was a hell of a moment for me. <laughs> I really liked it. Uh, so moving on to the good of this issue, uh, all this stuff with Nathan trying to figure out, um, his story is really good. Uh, as a writer myself, uh, all that feels, uh, so relatable. The page, I think it was just a single page. Oh no, it was two pages, double page spread showing the writing process while the, uh, errant radiant thoughts were buzzing in his head felt tense, uh, and drawn out and tedious all at the same time. Uh, the panel layout served the effect very well. I felt like I was there with Nathan experiencing that, experiencing the tension, the doubt, the, the, the monotony, the just the pain it is to get ideas out onto the page or out onto the screen. So that was really enjoyable. So here's a question, and and gosh, worth breathing. Is this episode, is this issue worth breathing? Is this comic worth breathing? Is it worth you know continuing to go on? Apparently, according to Image Comics, they're selling out all the issues. As I, I collected links that you'll find in the show notes over at mgmanews.com slash stc, uh, when you click on the link for this episode for the show post, you'll see there uh, a link to, uh, a couple links to the image website, uh, referencing Radiant Black specifically. And one of them, they're talking about how this thing keeps selling out first and second issues have sold out and they ordered reprints and stuff. So that's great. But, uh, I'm a little surprised because honestly, um, 
this feels more like a slice of life comic to me than it does like a superhero comic. And I don't know. Does it have enough of an identity to stand on its own? For me, it's sort of developing one, but I'm not sure. Uh, I, I wonder how you feel about that. And uh, I don't know, does it need to escalate at all to keep your interest? At the end of the issue, there's a little thing in the bottom right-hand corner that said something like, you know, now everything really changes, for reals, in the next episode. Like, really, we're going to get going here. So, I don't know. Is it going to shift into super heroics? I'm not sure. Another thing I noticed on the Image website, they have up to issue six, which I don't know if it's issue six final or it's issue six ongoing. Uh, that said something about, like, learning about who Radiant Red really is. And I don't know. <laughs> I don't know where to go from here. I, I, I don't want to spoil things uh, too much. Um, but I'm, I thought about it after I saw that. Am I going to be around in issue six? Well, we'll have to see what happens. Anyway, uh, last question. Is this a recommend? I would say no, honestly. And I'm trying not to be harsh. I'm trying not to be a jerk. But I just, I don't think for your average comic reader that this is uh, worthwhile. Uh, the, this issue was so much better than the last, but it isn't quite there for me. Uh, I'm intrigued, so I will stick around for next issue, but I did ask the comic shop to take it off my pull list before I read it. The moment I finished the comic, though, I realized I should have waited. So um, I guess a little word to the wise. Wait. Make sure you read the comic before you pull something off your, your pull list because uh, it might just be worthwhile. It might just surprise you and, and catch you and make you really you know want to enjoy it more. So... Um, yeah, that's pretty much all I have to say. Uh, that is pretty much all I have to say. I'm going to ask that you go to mjmunos.com slash STC, that you look on the Swing Through Comics page, that you uh, look at not only my Radiant Black reviews, there's you know a total of three now, uh, but that you also look at the Rise of Ultraman and the Trials of Ultraman reviews, which are up. And actually, uh, because I was less than thrilled with Radiant Black issue two, I decided to read issue three first. Uh, you know, kind of have my vegetables before I have my my meat or my dessert or whatever in reading The Trials of Ultraman uh, issue two. So anyway, uh, not more than a few days after this review goes up, the review for Trials of Ultraman issue two will be up as well. So please look forward to that. Uh, I know I am looking forward to it. So uh, anyway, I'm going to go ahead and get out of here. Uh, after I uh, encourage you to check out my script, which is in the show notes for this, for a uh, tokusatsu-based comic book. Uh, it's a single issue right now. I'm going to develop it into a graphic novel, though, but only after I finish my script, manuscript for a uh, children's children's book, tokusatsu children's picture book, bedtime book, um, that I think is going to be pretty, pretty groovy. So, anyway, you can check both those things out. That one's uh, Ava and the Glowbug, and then the comic. I don't remember what I had as the tentative title for that. But it's in the show notes. So anyway, go ahead and check that out. I'm going to ask you to um, be the hero that you need. I'm going to encourage you to be the hero that you most needed in your most desperate hour. I think I said that wrong, but that's okay. And uh, with that, I'm going to bid you adieu. Peace and blessings. MJ signing out. <laughs>